With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, welcome to the That's Good Sports podcast. Maybe you're new here or maybe you keep coming back for our super intelligent football takes or whatever we do here. I'm Brandon Perna with Will Keys. Hi, Will. What's going on, Brandon? Uh, nothing. This this is a football podcast. Um, yeah. We're going to talk about a lot of football today. Uh, I want to talk about the Browns because they had a huge win last week. Stefan Diggs wants to be traded because Kirk Cousins is terrible, I guess. Uh, Jason Barrett still injured or injured again, moving to IR. First London games this week. Um, we've got offensive, defensive players of the month, and then we'll try to burn through some picks, some NFL picks for the games this week. Uh, and that's what they would say is the plan for this show. It's what they call a little rundown. Rundown. Yeah. It's It's almost like there's a a website that does a show called something similar that's way more successful. No, I can't think of it. Maybe I'm just making that up. No. Yeah. No, can't. Anyway, uh, I watched that 30 for 30 last night, The Four Falls of Buffalo. Oh, I haven't seen that. That's a great 30 for 30. Um, it basically starts in 1990 when they lost their first Super Bowl on that wide right kick and then all the way to uh, the last Super Bowl they lost and everything in between. And I got to say, like, that's, the, that's probably the saddest movie I've ever seen. Uh, more like sadder than like Philadelphia, uh, Sophie's Choice, uh, Requiem for a Dream, sadder than all those movies. You were just crying by the end of the 30 by 30? It's sad, 30 dude. 30. They, when they interview Scott Norwood and he, like, starts choking up, it's like, God, dude. It's like he misses a kick a little bit. To, he misses, like, a 48-yard field goal on grass. It was 48 yeah. yards, that kick? Yeah. It was a Not an easy kick. kick. No, especially back in the day. And, like, he has to live with that for the rest of his life. Yeah, no, that sucks. What? Yeah. What's, like, the – What's the biggest mistake you've made that you've had to live with your whole life? Jesus Christ. Uh, I don't know, scraping my car. <laughs> Actually backing that, into someone. Yeah. Something that doesn't haunt you every day. Yeah. Because you didn't win a game. That means Seriously. everything to so many people. It's crazy. Yeah. But like after they came home uh, to Buffalo after that game and like they had a, not like a parade, but 
uh, like everybody, like they, they talked to people downtown, like they had a big podium and, and spoke to the crowd and like they got Scott, Scott Norwood up there and he talked like after that, it was just like, I'll have to watch incredible that. how they like embraced him, but it's just so sad. It's yeah. so Bills have a good fan base. I think yeah, that's, after watching that, it's like maybe maybe the best, maybe the best. And it's they've almost I think it's been long enough where they've they've been braced that all that those terrible losses have happened, and it's like yeah, I can't say for sure because I don't know what was happening at Bills games in the '90s. We all know now because the the internet, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But it feels like a galvanized group of fans and they are going to be the least affected when their team doesn't perform every season. But like when the bills do get into the playoffs, like they, was it 20 after the 2017 season when they snuck in and lost to to Jacksonville, like bills mafia, like that was at its height. So yeah. And we're all rooting for it to happen again this year. Yeah. I mean, they started three, you know, and they played a, a hell of a game against the Patriots. Right. Yeah. They I held their we, offense to nine points. Like if they don't have that punt block that, you know, they might win that game. Yeah. If they had. Or if Josh Allen stops throwing in the triple coverage. Oh my coverage, God. I was watching. Yeah, I watched a play. lot of that game. And I was just like, fucking Josh Allen is terrible. I know. And well, he's just one of those guys. Like he's like early Jay Cutler a little bit, almost like super exaggerated version of him where. Yeah, it'll be really good for like three games in a row, and then he's just like he's got like three picks burning a hole in his pocket, and he can't help but get rid of them. Yeah, and it's it was I think it's frustrating because when you're the the picks, they're he was doing the same thing. He was like scrambling, yeah. running backwards, and he was doing it on first down. That's the worst part of it. <laughs> throwing like, God damn, dude, live to fight another down, as they say. Yeah, throwing off his back foot. Because he does have the arm strength, so he thinks he can get it there. And they're all yeah. underthrown, and they're all easily picked off by one of the best secondaries in the NFL, too. It's Exactly. What, I mean, I wish I they would have used Frank Gore more in that game because he was having success. And, yep. uh, but, I mean, if you're a Bills fan, you got to be excited that you were that close in that game. And I think yeah. Matt Barkley's going to start this week. Yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I'd rather have Josh Allen for sure, but I don't know if Barkley's, a, you know, a yeah, terrible it's option for a concussion game. Concussion protocol, right? Oh, yeah, because right. he got fucking hit right in the face in that game. Yeah, legally. Legally, though. Well, it was, yeah, it was, it was legal. It was a legal one. Um, yeah. Yeah, that game was good. Um, Had the, the Browns beat the, beat the Ravens, put up 40 on the Ravens. They were up uh, – they won that game 40 to 25 they're up like 40 to 17 at one yeah, point so something like that Gore was not as indicative Nick Ch- yeah Baker Mayfield had his comeback game by handing the ball off to Nick Chubb <laughs> uh yeah he had a great game he had like the biggest fantasy game of the week um, Nick Chubb man but yeah so we went we like the whole question with the Ravens was you know, how are they going to play against competent teams? Because they, they played the Cardinals and the Dolphins in week one and week two. And uh, the answer is not very well. Yeah, the answer is the Ravens might have some defensive problems. <laughs> well, it makes sense. They gave up – I mean, they lost to Darius Smith. They lost yeah. to Eric Weddle. I know they replaced him with Earl Thomas. But, you know, Weddle's still an important part of that team. They lost Thomas, CJ Mosley. Thomas has been getting burned on a lot of the big plays. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, I think Jimmy Smith's been hurt for a while. Yeah. So they, yeah, their identity's always been defense. Uh, they've got some stuff to figure out. Yeah, there's a, the Zadarius Smith thing. I think is probably the one the Ravens would like to have back <laughs> if they I could redo the offseason. CJ Mosley back because I know uh, Mosley in the one half he played with the Jets looked like the best player on the field. Um, and it's, it's one of those things where you have a great defense and you pluck one player out and you can tell like he's still like he might have been the most important piece of that defense. That's that's all. fair too because probably next to Suggs. Like yeah, they Suggs I think I think Mosley uh, – I hate when people say he's the quarterback of the defense, but he called. He was like the guy calling in the plays and shit, right? Yeah, I think. Um, Probably. No yeah. Quarter. So I mean, it it reminds me a little bit. Uh, you just look at Zadarius Smith and um, C.J. Mosley, and the Ravens didn't want to pay both of them, and they should have paid one. Should have paid one. Yeah. Right. Kind of like when the Broncos let Danny Trevathan and Malik Jackson go, instead of just. So yeah. Fucking paying one of them. You're not like, paying a quarterback. It's like Lamar Jackson's not make, making very much. I guess, you know. Right. And I don't know that. Mark Ingram, but. Ins and outs of their cap situation or whatever. No, but. don't, don't bore it. Yeah. Don't leave a comment boring us with uh, the details and why they couldn't feasibly. Yeah. Pay, because I think though. any team can make any money that they want work when their organization yeah. is. If it's top 15 in earnings every year, they can do whatever the fuck they want. If Correct. you're a, a bottom level team like the the Chargers or the even like the Jaguars, like yeah, those yeah, organizations don't make as much money as the other ones, and they've that's why they like Jags will always have all this cap space because they can't spend all their, that money on their players like other teams can, even though there's a, a, a salary cap. Yeah, it's like the Colts had the most cap space in the league last offseason, and uh, they barely used it, any of it because it, it goes uh, directly to <laughs> to Jim Irsay's uh, – uh, I know where you're going. To every drug on earth. <laughs> I knew where you were going before maybe even you did. <laughs> it's going in the in – the, it's going in the handbag of uh, ladies of the night. Call, call – Tell me if I'm wrong here, but just by your face, it looked like you were debating how hard you should go in on that joke. Correct. Yeah. It looks like you go, do I bring up the I'd drug hit, thing? I'd hit the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who could, I, yeah. I Who recognized your face because I think internally I ask myself that almost yeah. every script we write together. <laughs> yeah. Usually, yeah. Usually I'm the, I'm the devil on uh, one shoulder. And yeah, have to like clean up some of the stuff I write. Every time I go to make Anything. a Tyree Kill joke, I'm like, oh, do I do it again? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do I do yeah. it again? There's that tweet I had to delete from the draft. Oh uh, yeah. Tweet. I get a lot of people who are like, "Have you looked into the the Tyree Kill situation? Have you seen uh, the facts about it?" I'm like, yeah, I've I read and listened to the same things you guys have, but I'm not a Chiefs fan, so. I'm a little more eerie about completely forgiving his entire past uh, because it's not his, it's not as clear. No. Uh, it's no, pretty it's murky. It's pretty murky at the least. Yeah. But anyway, I, I do want to talk about Stefan Diggs because mm -hmm. the 
the disease that is this NFL season is every player wants to be traded when things aren't going exactly they, the way they want them to with the organization they're in. Yeah. And Diggs is a guy who he's been paid, right? That's. And they're two and two. <laughs> yeah. They're two and two. He is unhappy. He can't be more unhappy than AJ green is. <laughs> No, because there was that clip of AJ Green on the sideline uh, that kind of went viral, and AJ Green's injured right now. But uh, what I get why Stefan Diggs would want to leave, I guess. Um, Kirk Cousins is not playing well, but I guess my question is to you: Where would you want to see Kirk Cousins or uh, Stefan Diggs go? Okay, so I've got four teams for you. Um, and one that I want to see more than any other. And let's let's just note, every team in the NFC North could use him, but I don't think it's the Vikings would trade him there. Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, so I've got the Seahawks make a little bit of sense, I think. Ooh, Although DK like has been playing well, I think they'd rather have three receivers that they can trust with Lockett. Uh, the 49ers, I think you mentioned – um, I think that makes a lot of sense. Because, yeah. Yeah, I think they're – Because they just put their pretty, rookie on IR in San Francisco. Right, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're fast, that receiver, but they don't have like a – they don't have a, a possession guy like, like Diggs. Well, and Diggs, he's kind of interesting where he's a deep threat and he can play the slot, right? Like him and Adam yeah. Thielen can almost do the same things. That's why I feel like the Vikings have had a lot of success is – yeah, but and by um, the way, like if I'm the Vikings, I'm absolutely not trading him. No, unless you got like a you would have, and they said, I think I, I read somewhere it's like we would have to be like blown away by a, a trade offer. Yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna offer more than a second. And every time a trade comes up, now it's like the Patriots gonna get him. <laughs> Patriots are gonna. <laughs> that was my other team. <laughs> Is the goddamn New England Patriots? Are they could use him. But That's they are the not going to give – the Patriots don't give up a lot to get players. They wait until yeah. they can get Antonio Brown for pennies or yeah. Josh Gordon's on his last Usually chance. That, yeah, that always turns out well. Why can't we just – why can't the other 31 teams just agree not to trade with them? An embargo. I don't know. Uh, they're, they're I, think there's a word, I think there's a word for it, collusion. Which is is new to the NFL. Yeah, never had an issue. Tried with that. it, but I think they should give it a shot here with the Patriots. Um, but my fourth team is the Indianapolis Colts. So oh. I think he'd, he'd be an interesting guy to have opposite T.Y. Hilton because uh, right now it's T.Y. Hilton who's injured last week. The big reason why they lost. Um, Paris Campbell is a rookie. He's kind of a gadget player, and but, he got hurt in that game too, I believe. Right. Right. And um, their second leading receiver with six receptions for 125 yards is uh, Zach Pascal. So never heard him. I think they could use a little bit of help at wide receiver. Yeah, that's a, and they probably have the money to do it. Well, I'm assuming Minnesota Minnesota would have some giant fucking cap hit. Like, there's going to be dead money or some bullshit that comes with a, a Diggs trade. Yeah. Uh, 
I guess the team's got to have draft picks to do that too, right? They would. They would. I like the 49ers and I like the Colts in terms of need and teams that are good enough where I mean like if you leave your two and two Vikings for the three and one Colts like how two much Colts. how much they're also are, two and two. Oh sorry, yeah, two and two Colts. Yeah, they're about to play the Chiefs, so you're gonna play the yeah. And I don't think a trade's happening this week. I don't think – No. I, I would say, like, I don't think he's going to get traded, but that is based just on the 25 years or so of NFL football I've been watching. But it is changing so quickly that I don't know. I don't – he – I could see him being traded tomorrow and it's me having to make uh, an emergency video about it. I hope not. Um it's definitely turning into the NBA in a few ways. And I don't know, there's people that like it that are just super pro player. And then um, there's a lot of guys who don't like people, you know, getting traded, you know, whenever they want. Um, and they get labeled like pro team or anti-player, which I don't think it makes you anti-player to um, be pissed off that, you know, you start two and two and you're, some of your best players are all of a sudden yeah. demanding out of there, like Jalen Ramsey and, and Stephon Diggs and all these what? guys. I mean, Tony yeah. Brand, obviously. As a fan, you start to build like an identity with the team, a relationship with it. It's why, like, as a Broncos fan – we this off season we might lose Emmanuel Sanders, we might lose Chris Harris Jr., we might lose Derek Wolf, and it might be time to let some of those guys go yeah. to start to rebuild for the future. But I don't want to see any of those players go. No, of course not. Even if like I'm going to get the worst of them afterwards because I'm comfortable yeah. with those guys on the roster by now. You know what I mean? Like. I'm comfortable with Von Miller on the defense. Uh, it's – even when it's not in their best interest. Selfishly, I want to feel good about the guys I know. And right. that's like – comfortable, even though you know, like – even though you know that someone's going to take their place and you're not going to yeah. worry about it afterwards. You're not going to be thinking about it. No one's worrying about uh, Demarius Thomas right now because Cortland Sutton's playing really well. Yeah, we're starting to see like, uh, oh, shit, yeah. he's going to – he might be really good. Right, um, right. And so there's usually – if you're a decent enough franchise, um, there's always someone coming up, unless it's like a really special player. That's why you got to like – you got to draw a line in the sand somewhere and, and say, all right, uh, Chris Harris will let you go, Emmanuel Sanders, Derek Wolf, but we're not getting rid of Von Miller, something like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're running the team. you got to have that fucking plan. Yeah, the people uh, that keep saying trade Von Miller after every loss are just the whiniest people on earth. They are the very whiny. I already want Vic Fangio fired. Oh, God. Is it? Is it – did the Broncos just have, like, an unusually whiny fan base, or is it every team? I well, think, I, think I, it's think, I think it's up there. It's up there, but only with teams that are usually good. So, like, yeah, we were talking about the Bills earlier. They're not right. whiny because they've been beaten into submission and they have low expectations. But they're so hopeful. The That's Broncos the had John Elway. Then they went through a, a downturn. Then mm -hmm. they got Peyton Manning. They got 
two Super Bowl appearances, a Super Bowl win, and you just grow to expect that over and over again. It's not how, yeah, it's not how football it's not works. How the NFL works. You're lucky I don't know, to maybe, get those yeah. QBs. Maybe uh, in another year or two, right. if it continues to be bad football, then they might be less whiny and maybe just more fun. <laughs> But right now, very, very whiny. Let's hope fan it isn't just that. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, it's just people on social media. It's not the whole fan base. No, it's true. That's true. God forbid. I, I think they're the, the Broncos fans who have hoist, hoisted me up to this prestigious position. Well, yeah, everybody, everybody is listening. You, know, you guys are cool. And we're sorry. <laughs> We will not offend anybody who's listening, but you I don't know. Maybe, are. maybe it's like because I'm a Sacramento Kings fan, and like I've never seen my team go to the playoffs uh, since yeah. you know, 2005. So I, I have a different perspective on things. I'm, I can handle losing, I guess. But who knows? When you're selling online, getting your orders out can be a real pain. Time-consuming, expensive, so many carriers to choose from. How do you know you're making the best choice? That's why you need ShipStation.com. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now, That's Good Sports listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use the offer code BLUE. There's absolutely no risk. You can start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE. That's ShipStation.com, then enter the offer code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. Indochino was founded on the belief that you don't need to spend a fortune on a custom wardrobe. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-order menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. The best part is, they are affordable. Almost all of their custom clothing is under $400 US American dollars of the United States. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your first total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Blue Wire at checkout. Plus, the shipping is free. That's Indochino.com with the promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothing that doesn't fit. Unless, of course, you are shrunk like the kids in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and they didn't shrink your clothing. Hey, here's a question for you, Will. Who's the worst cousins, Kirk or Demarcus? Oh, they're both pretty (laughs) – Kirk's playing right now, so – didn't I Demarcus guess that was a better one? Torres. Some... Oh, Annie like threatened to kill someone. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> What's worse though? That's what it was. Yeah. Um. So, okay, here's this isn't on the rundown, but it's something I was thinking about, and it's not just it's not just Broncos fans. I think the media is somewhat responsible for stirring up shit that's not even real sometimes. And I think we saw that this week with Chris Harris, right? Right. Uh, I don't know how it got out there or whatever, but he said something about like 13 more weeks and it got taken. It was put in the context for us to consume that Chris Harris basically said 13 more weeks. Then he's done with this shithole town of Denver and everybody in Denver should fucking fuck off because he's done. 
is uh, not the yeah, exact yeah. words they used, but I remember seeing it and being like, man. In the quote. Yeah. I remember, like, I saw it and I know I, you shouldn't ever, you should always, like, try to figure out what was actually said. Right. But I was thinking, like, oh, man, Chris Harris, that's kind of a dick thing to do and say. And I feel yeah. like he's saying mean things about the Broncos and I don't like it. And then. You can't just be like 13 more weeks. Like we've still got time this season to turn. Yeah. And I think he was like, it was like an argument between him and like another player and everybody was just kind of pissed off because they lost another heartbreaking game. Of course. Yeah, they should be. And, but it got fueled by being basically discussed by every Denver media outlet. And yeah, it was just like that, that loss again, happening the same way. It exactly mirrored the Chicago game. It was uh, just hard to swallow as a fan. It was. It was. It, it felt like, all right, now we're, we're getting into a rhythm. You know, you get the early touchdown to Fant, and you're like, okay, we're figuring things out. This offense is starting to click. Like they said, like they said, it's going to take a few, work, few weeks to, to get things going. It's like, all right, it, it finally is. And they get the touchdown. Yeah, the touchdown to Fant. Yeah, one of those touchdowns to Sutton. So all of a sudden it's 17-3. Even, like, even at half, like, you know, Flacco throws the pick before half. It's like, all right, we'll still be okay. It's only 17-6. to And then they just couldn't get off the field. No. Couldn't get off the field. And that's uh, – can it, when once you give up a huge, like, 11-minute drive – Oh, that's a killer, You go man. three and out, you are fucked. Yeah. You can't come back from that. That you know, is that's why you know that's why you give up 220 rushing yards because you can't get off the field in the first place and your offense can't stay on the field. Yeah, your defense is exhausted. Uh the the other thing that's always funny and I've learned you can do this with any team, so you know, feel free to explore this on your own. But Everybody, not everybody, I, I saw many instances of people showing that some of the Broncos defenders may have been held on that Leonard Fournette 81-yard run. But that's like, you you can find that on any play almost. And I yeah. am much happier with the NFL not calling holds. back on those holding calls. Yeah. Because if, just you, yeah. if you look at that Leonard Fournette run, both Todd Davis and Will Parks missed tackles they missed tackles every linebacker should make and every safety should make uh it would have been like i think like a seven yard gain if todd davis got him and it would have been like a 20 yard gain if will parks got him so you can find excuses like that anytime you want the problem was the defense probably just fucking exhausted and then they gave up that That was the problem (laughs) and Leonard Fournette. Not a great running back, but in a situation like that, he is almost a perfect running back because right. he's a big, strong dude who will just grind out a defense, and that is hard to stop in that situation. Yes, yeah, well, the Jaguars are uh, their the their plan as a team kind of makes sense, you know. It makes sense because they've got Gardner Minshew, who's you know, he's going to get a few plays, a few big plays. Their defense ideally should hold up a little bit better than they did um, on Sunday. But that's a lot of that, pretty much all of it, is because they're picking on uh, Jalen Ramsey's replacement. 
Yeah. Uh, but they've got a quarterback that, you know, doesn't do too – like he doesn't – he's not losing you the game. In some cases, he's going to win you the game. He plays really well in the second half. Uh, and they've got a running back to wear down the defense. Like it's a, it's a formula that works, I think. Yeah. It's, I think they'll, they'll be relevant this year at least. Yeah, they could – they're like a, a sneaky team, like a wild card team. Is what they yeah. could pick up, and their division's stupid too. Yeah, it's very stupid. Everyone's two and two. <laughs> it's like it's the opposite of. And I don't see anyone being that good, really. No, every every one of those teams has some big concerns. I think. Uh, I mean, the best quarterback in that division right now is Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, and it's. Sh- I mean, could be Deshaun Watson. But I mean, statistically, it's Brissett. But yeah, yeah, you could talk me to Watson too. <laughs> And I, Gardner Minshew is uh, – he's getting overhyped just because, like, people love him. Right. He, I mean, he played – he earned definitely uh, our respect on well, Sunday on that last drive. The thing about Minshew is he's a fucking gamer. And yeah, if, if he, he gets a chance to continue to develop as an NFL quarterback, I feel like he could be really good. Um, but the first half was rough for him. There was pressure. He wasn't doing anything five times. special that first half. But with the game on the line, he led He's two good. drives that were impressive. And he did impressive things in those drives, you know, escaping pressure and making throws. Um, that's what, like, impressed me about him in that game, especially that the, the roughing the passer call where the ball was stripped Mm-hmm. It, bounces, it bounces like he picks it back up but then he completes the throw there joe flacco's not doing that you know what i mean no. joe flacco led another game winning drive it's that. yeah i think we should we should talk about that because uh people are kind of debating how much of this is on flacco how much of it um is not on him how much of it is on the defense uh I, it's, it's a hard it's a hard balance to find because Obviously, like, it's on him that he threw that pick before half and, and swung the game where it could have been, you know, 20 yeah. to 6 or 24 to 6 or 20, 20 to 3, I should say, 24 to 3. And that um, pick looks bad because it was it was really just an overthrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. at a very bad time uh, <laughs> where you could have closed out the game. But all in all, like, you look at the numbers, he was three touchdowns and one pick. Um, and he had a pretty good yards per attempt throughout the game. But in big moments, too, like, you know, where you want a veteran quarterback to realize that, you know, we have to stay on the field, he goes three and out. Yeah. <laughs> so that combined with the pick rubbed me the wrong way. Obviously, like, I do the, like, the, the Joe Flacco is the elite thing. And, uh, like, he's been – it really hasn't been his fault. And um, – I think it's just the story of Flacco. It is. It, it's, it's, it's bizarre. He's, he's bizarrely clutch, though. Yeah. Like, at the very end, when it comes down to it, I trust him. But it, yeah. You know. It's intangible. It's hard to, like, put yeah. your finger on it. But, but like, you watch me, he's like, he should be better. Yeah. He should be better. He should be better. He is good at the end of the game. Yeah. He's good when he's decisive. But and it feels like, like he is yeah. never going to give you those first three quarters that give your team – an, an ungodly lead like right Patrick right. Mahomes is doing like we saw with Peyton Manning in Denver um 
But as long as the game's close, you kind of feel like you have a chance with him, even mm-hmm. though the, the, everything has went the wrong way for the Broncos when they've had the chance. Uh, it's not ideal, but it's fun watching a quarterback you've heard that about your whole life. And now you're getting to see why there's always yeah, this weird experience. debate about Joe Flacco. Different. I don't know. Yeah. They got to they got to run the ball too. They got to run the ball more. Philip Lindsay is averaging five yards a carry. And he only got ten carries. Yeah, it's. I don't know how to fix the Broncos right now. No, that's yeah. I think I think we've covered everything with the Broncos and the Jaguars. So. Still don't have any turnovers. I mean, that could be. That's still an issue. Yeah, yeah. They should they should uh, think about changing that. Okay. Anyway. Um, I, I, we talked about Jalen Ramsey a little bit. He still wants to be traded. Uh, didn't come back to practice. Still with that back injury, the phantom back injury. He's also pregnant, as we know, and I right. think his ankle hurts. Um, if I'm Jalen Ramsey, no reason to trade him. I would stay. I would stay in Jacksonville. It's right, not a bad I mean, spot to be in. He demanded the trade, and after that, they've reeled off two straight wins. They're tied for first. Uh, and you and can be a difference maker yeah. as the bigger story. Exactly. The reason it was so close last week is because they kept picking on his replacement. It's like, okay, what if you played? It's probably not even a game. Yeah. Like, if you're a real competitor, that's the situation you want to be in. Right. Yeah. You, the, the division is – tired of his shit, too. Yeah. But you shouldn't trade him. I mean, you really shouldn't. Um, ideally, they wouldn't be in this situation, but uh, I guess they are. Anyway, we've got – Trade him to the Patriots for Tom Brady. Uh, Boom. Done. Why would you downgrade at quarterback? Uh, <laughs> yeah, he'd be the third best quarterback on the roster immediately, and you can't argue otherwise. <laughs> Man, if Gardner – if they traded Jalen and Gardner to the Patriots for Tom Brady – Give him foals. They want to keep Gardner. I would become a Patriots fan. Okay. If Gardner Minshew was their quarterback. Whatever you say. Uh, okay. Okay, so we've got London. London is happening, Will. Yeah. And the good news is the game is at 11. Right, right. Well, 10 o'clock for me. It's at normal viewing time. Yeah, usually because usually it's at uh, – ne- they're doing it again next week is on it gonna the 13th. And it's going to be – yeah, well, 6.30 for me, 7.30 for you. Um, nine thirty on the East Coast. So cool. Yeah. So I hate the six thirty games because I feel like I'm missing at least a half of football every week. Every week they do that. Yeah. But yeah, this one's at ten. Um, I think they should play this game in between. All right. Here's what I want. Uh, you have your ten o'clock games. You have your one o'clock games. You have Sunday Night Football. Push back Sunday Night Football later, and I want this game played in between. So I want Sunday Night Football on the East Coast to go until, like, I don't know, two in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it, but wouldn't the, the London game be ridiculously late for them? I, why should we care about that? <laughs> <laughs> why should we do that math? I, yeah, they can have their I get what you're saying, though. and stay up. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fair. Uh, London has not has not really received the NFL's best. Um, it has never featured a game with two teams who have a winning record. Nope. And I looked at the games that have been played there, 
and they have featured since 2007 the 0-7 Dolphins, the 0-6 Buccaneers, the 0-7 Jaguars, and the 0-7 Browns. I will say uh, that – It's almost a fucking curse to get that game. That 0-7 Dolphins team is way better than this team that's 0-4. Do the Dolphins even play there this year? I hope not for for their sake for uh, international relations. I hope I hope not. This game is actually I think they don't the, the teams may not have winning records, but I think Bears Raiders game could be a decent football game. Yeah, there's at least some be. good storylines there. Right. I don't think they care really about the Khalil Mack thing. I don't think they they care who's playing quarterback for the Bears. I think they're just into a good game. Like you got two like you know, well-known football brands and the Raiders and the Bears. So I think maybe that means something to them. Uh, who really knows? Like, who really knows what those those limey Brits care about? Yeah, I really – They barely show – like, they show up wearing, like, the wrong team's jersey half the time. I'm mostly ready for a Khalil Mack going off on the Raiders type game. Uh, I mean, we talked about it. it. Is this really a revenge game? No, you you brought up good points that he was lucky to to leave Oakland. Yeah, and maybe John Gruden saw that and just wanted wanted him to have a good life. <laughs> Set him free. Uh, but I want to see on, him play. Go really on, well. get get out of here. Go on, go to Chicago. You don't want to be here, son. No, you don't. You don't want to be here. Keep <laughs> on um, going. So yeah, um, decent game. Decent game. I'm glad they get something that should be competitive, hopefully. Um, it is funny. It is super funny that Vontez Perfect had to fly all the way out there and then fly <laughs> back for a total of uh, – I've done that I've done that trip from uh, Oakland or San Francisco all the way to England, and it is a cool 11 hours. <laughs> each that way. is – yeah, that is uh, – <clears throat> you don't want to do that. No, especially not back-to-back. Just ruin your ability to process time. I guess we haven't really – I mean, we made fun of the Vontez Perfect suspension. Uh, Bill Romanowski was pretty adamantly defending him, which yep. is really which funny. not who me. you want in your corner. Um, do you think the suspension is just? Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, I that's so. – I, I feel that way too. I don't think his hit was – the worst one we saw over the weekend? No, it's, yeah, it's, it's a Lifetime Achievement Award. Exactly. <laughs> it, it really is. And for, for, from everything we've seen, Perfect has been a better person on the field, a pretty good teammate. That's what everybody says about him. Like he's, he's never had any problems off the field. He's a really good teammate. He's a, like a good guy. Um, but he just can't stop concussing people. He has okay. done some pretty dirty shit on the field. And the it's stuff he's done is not – It's yeah. all of it's not just like head – like the incidental yeah. bad hedge. Like he's went after guys' knees. He's done yeah, – He tried to twist Cam Newton and Greg Olson's ankles when they were yeah, playing. Like it's, yeah, like it's uh, – he's probably maybe a little bit unfairly paying for past – uh incidents but yeah i mean because like he suspended him in the past but and he's know. given up a ton of fucking money i think that's probably the part that's maybe a little fucked up is he's well over five million in in fines and that number's got to skyrocket since he's basically got a forfeited right yeah this money. 
I mean, kind of the underrated storyline is like this leaves the Raiders linebacker core really, really thin. Like that was not a, a position of strength to begin with. And he was uh, a big part of that defense. And all of a sudden, yeah, they, they need help there really badly. And uh, it doesn't look yeah. like they're, they're trying wonder... to get uh, Jason Cabinda back, who's kind of a storyline in hard knocks. So they right. cut and then signed with Detroit. Thing on their practice squad, maybe, and now they want him back. Um, who knows if that's going to happen? But or um, Brandon Marshall can't get can't get a gig. Yeah, maybe Brandon Marshall will get signed now. The Broncos or the Raiders could have used some linebacking help, and really, he's not getting that shot. Um, nope, nope. Um, I think the Bears will win that game, though. Yeah, I do too. a defense as good as theirs for a big travel game like that—that that feels like the the advantage, uh, but to be fair to the Raiders, because I do really hate them, they played a good football game against the Colts. So a banged up Colts team, but I think the Raiders are going to be a team that for a lot of this season looks good one week and then you write off the next week and the week after, then they look good again. Um, yeah. Which probably means they're trending in the right direction ultimately, but uh I will we go through uh, these these uh, player of the month awards here. Oh yeah, I just mostly okay. So NFC offensive uh, player of the month: Christian McCaffrey, Shaq Barrett, defense. AFC, it's Mahomes, offensive player of the month, and Devin McCourty, defensive player of the month. Uh, yeah. Mostly, I, I wanted to get into talking about Shaq Barrett because right. I keep writing about this, and maybe you've seen it, and then I haven't discussed it in my episodes yet. But you, we, you, we kind of have different takes on it. I think. Well, like maybe. I get that Shaq Barrett wanted to start somewhere, right? Yeah. But seeing how well he's playing, it feels like a giant fuck up that the Broncos weren't smart enough to figure out a way to keep him. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they, I don't think they could have. I don't think he, like, he just didn't want to do that because he knew he was a starter. He knew he wasn't going to start on this team. Uh, no one predicted that Bradley Chubb would tear his ACL in week four. Um, you know, that's why you get guys like Malik Reed behind him that can, uh, hopefully take over in a spot and you, uh, you draft a guy like Justin Hollins, so you can rush from the edge. So you can't pay depth that much. You just can't. Well, I think that's the problem is my problem is the Broncos be, because of all of the coaching changes they've had, they haven't had a consistent person to be there to say, this guy is really good. He deserves more playing time. And I feel like as somebody who has said, why is Shaq Barrett not getting more snaps last year and the year before that an NFL organization should have, should have realized something like that because I'm not that smart of a guy. <laughs> I'm not a football like there's so much about football I don't know in terms of being like a, an actual football yeah, nerd, evaluator. nerd stuff nerd stuff that we don't care about but I know for a fact I have complained 
many times about Barrett not playing him enough. A lot like last year with, with Shelby Harris uh, not playing as much as he should have been when he looked like the most dominant guy on the defensive line. Now he is in that starting role. And, and I don't the- think they have enough depth on the defensive line. And, yeah, he's not that guy. And, yes, you, you, you drafted Bradley Chubb, so he was a rookie last year. And, but he played like 98% of the time. Um, and I just think a smarter organization would have realized Shaq Barrett's potential. And we saw that his rookie year. We saw it the year after. He was clearly better than Shane Ray. And the argument isn't whether or not he wanted out because he really did. I just think a better organization would have kept him. Is all I'm saying. And it's hard to say a guy's going to go on and look like the best fucking defensive player in the NFL. I get that. But I feel like he's a guy that – Yeah, it's four weeks, and he's not going to keep this pace. No, he's not going to set all the – if he does, good for him. It's possible. He could, but I I still don't think it's going to happen. It's only like 23 sacks. The only part of me that's happy is the part of me that knows Shaq Barrett's going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah, and no, he I think that. most people are just happy for him. And uh, I am pissed off as a Broncos fan that their defense is struggling. And if they had him, I feel like they would be better. Okay, so I got a couple questions for you. Um, would you have rather they sign Barrett long-term to be the starter and use the number five pick on something other than an edge rusher? Now, yeah, but that's hindsight. I was excited about the Bradley Chubb pick. Okay. And I'm excited about Bradley Chubb's future. Um, okay, so, like, okay, going off of that, would you rather have Shaq Barrett or Bradley Chubb for the next five years, uh, injury aside? Mm. Mm-mm. Next five years. Shit. I think Shaq Barrett – will be more productive. But I think if you're looking at the Broncos long-term, you say Bradley Chubb, because I don't think the Broncos are going to be good for the next couple years. And maybe by the time they are good again, Bradley Chubb's kind of coming into his prime. As, yeah, maybe so. Whereas Shaq Barrett might be getting a little bit older by that time, just because he's been in the league for, you know, four or five years. Yeah, since like 2014. But Still it's – I I really liked Shaq Barrett a lot when he was here. I thought he was an underrated player. Yeah, and I'm well, not like, everyone likes him because, you know, he's from Colorado State and he's an undrafted guy. And he was good. And, yeah, he was good. He was like – He was underutilized. He was extremely he was efficient. Good. And I'm not trying to be like one of those annoying assholes who's like, oh, I saw his potential. You know what I mean? Like that's – No, I think I we all did really. Yeah, that's – I mean, my point is I don't want you to think I'm annoying. Okay. By well, saying, like, we've got, we've they got should enough. have kept him and I thought he was good because I understand how complicated those decisions are. I just feel like it was a wrong one. Of not, I'm, happy, I'm happy for him, ultimately. Yeah, we'll just leave it at that. But it was something I wanted to talk about because we really hadn't done it yet. Yeah, and – Okay, so we got uh, hopefully another Shaq Barrett in uh, Malik Reed. He got his first sack against the Well, Jack. but that could be the upside here is you know, maybe Malik he Reed like turns out to be really good. Eight sack season. When Bradley Chubb comes back, then you have Chubb, you have Reed. Hopefully Justin Holland's Miller, there. Justin Holland's. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, I guess 
last year with the Broncos. Shaq Barrett, I think you could have him come in for Von Miller and and Bradley Chubb. I feel like he's a guy who could spell both of those positions. And I feel like they should have been doing that last year, and they weren't. And Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe uh, they should have uh, – that's something that Kubiak did more, or Wade Phillips, I guess. Yeah, that's – Wade Phillips, I think, was better at keeping that rotation a little fresh. And I think maybe one of the biggest criticisms right now of Ed Donatell and Vic Fangio is the Broncos' defense is <laughs> – those guys are playing a ton of fucking snaps. Yeah. Yeah, and they're gonna, uh, you know, you're probably not gonna take Vaughn Miller off the field very often now. So nope, can't. As long as they don't right. drop in the coverage. Okay, oh, yeah, we've talked about the Broncos enough. Uh, last piece of news is the Pats signed Young Hoku. Remember him, uh, old Chargers kicker. It's the practice squad and an uh, AAF alumni too. Never missed in the AAF. Right, perfect. Um, and they signed Mike Nugent to the active roster. Uh, he last played with the Raiders in 2018. Uh, I think he's played since, like, I think he's been in the NFL since 2004, 2005. Yeah, he was with the Bengals before. The, he kicked for the Bengals for a long time, right? Yeah, Jets, Bengals. Um, he's a career 81% kicker. So, uh, Goskowski to IR. I don't know if he was really hurt or they were just pissed off that he kept missing extra points. Um, don't know. You never know with the Patriots. Um, yeah. I don't think they – who knows? I, just, I feel so, like there's a rule where he has to be injured actually to go on IR. And yeah. Like, nope, we just don't want to cut him, but we were putting him in timeout. Yeah, I'm sure he's hurt. It's a hip issue. Obviously, I think can affect your kicking. I love that they've been missing extra points. I hate that That's it great. hasn't cost him any games. Well, it, um, it, this it cost him a pretty big one. <laughs> cost him the AFC Championship. We know that. Yeah. We still would have won. We still would have won. Now, I'm hoping Mike Nugent uh, costs them a playoff victory at this Let's point. Let's hope so. That's all we can root for, really. Okay, do you want to get into the games? Yeah, let's do the games. Okay, so tonight, Thursday Night Football, uh, you're going to be listening to this after, most likely, so won't spend too much time on it, but we've got the Rams. It's a good game. game it is Wait, a good game. Man, that Thursday night game was so good, wasn't it, Will? Yeah, no, I can't believe, uh, I can't believe the Seahawks won, just like I predicted. Yeah, you were so right on your prediction of the outcome of this game. Yeah, how did how did your prediction go? Uh, good too. Because I also picked the Seahawks. So, yeah, yeah, good job. Um, so we both took the Seahawks, and we we're both correct. Uh, <laughs> the Jets play the Eagles at ten uh, in the morning on Sunday. Sam Darnold might play. He might play. Still stricken with mono nucleosis. He, he says he's just making sure healthy. he won't die if he plays. Yeah, let's, let's I, all hope he doesn't play. I, I think that was his exact quote. Was, I'm making yeah. sure I won't die if I yeah, play. Yeah, I got to be careful about dying on the field. Uh, the Jets are 0-3. Uh, no, no need to rush Sam Darnold back. No, there's no reason to rush him back. But at the same time, it's like an AFC that's so top-heavy and like that, those wild cards are – are so up for grabs right now. It's like no one's really out of it. Even the own four teams aren't truly out of it. That's true. That's the optimistic side there. Will. It is such a, it is such a weak AFC outside of the Patriots and the Chiefs. I think uh, everyone's kind of got hope still. Yeah, I think the Eagles win though at home. 
Yeah, I'll take the Eagles too. <laughs> so we think they're going to advance to three and two. Jaguars. One of the better morning games. Carolina Panthers. Yeah, unfortunately, like if you watch Red Zone, um, there are so many good games that uh, you'll barely get to see any of because the NFL is dumb and they, they staggered the schedule to put 10 morning games and two afternoon games on Sunday. Yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I hate it. I'd hate it more if the Broncos weren't playing on the in the afternoon because um, when they play in the morning, you're just watching one game. You don't get to see what else is going on. So I like that. Uh, there's nothing else really going on when they play in the afternoon. Anyway, uh, we've got Gardner Minshew versus Josh or not Josh Allen, Kyle Allen. Both are. Um, both yeah. playing better than you would have really imagined. Good. Kyle Allen's still two, three and zero as a starter. Yeah, Minshew's two and one. <laughs> you got someone behind you. I don't see anything. Oh, does she want to make a pick? You want to pick this game, Jess? No. You got the Jags or the Panthers? Who you taking? The Panthers. Jess says Panthers at home. I'm taking uh, – Defense is legit. Because the defense is so legit. Uh, she likes the Panthers' defense. And you got competition. You like that shirt, Will? Look at that. On brand. I can't see it. Oh, yeah. Totally. That's cool. On brand. That's a good one. I'm taking uh, – take the Panthers. Yeah, this is a tough game to pick because – Minshew or Allen, and Minshew has a knee injury. I think he's listed as questionable. Um, They'll play. Because either QB could cost them this game. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about how Kyle Allen can't stop fumbling. He's got a fumbling problem. He's got small hands. Girl hands. Yeah, he's got little baby girl hands. I like the Panthers, too. I I think their defense is better, and I think Christian McCaffrey is a, more likely to play well again He's because he does every player week. In the, of the month. And Leonard Fournette, that was kind of an anomaly. So, yeah, we'll go both go Panthers. Okay. Vikings at the Giants. Got uh, Kirk Cousins and Daniel Jones. Both wear number eight. Um, that's all I had to – that's all I came up with about this game. Uh, I think I might pick – the Vikings because Kirk Cousins just doesn't lose in those morning games and can't win uh, any other time. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Vikings too, even though I'm on the the Wayne Gallman train now. Uh, he might be <laughs> it banged up as well. Uh, I think there's a lot of shit surrounding the Vikings this week, and I think they have enough talent where they just they play really, really well. Fair enough. I think Kirk Cousins is going to have a good game. Yeah, probably. It seems like every quarterback now, just whenever they have a bad game, plays well exactly when they need to. Yeah, just to keep it's really their, annoying, honestly. Like, it's yeah, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, all those guys. Yeah, that's true. Kirk Cousins. Who's uh, the speaking QB? Of, yeah, speaking of one of those guys. Yeah, uh, Matt Ryan and the Falcons head to Houston. Yeah. Um, so my question is, can we have the Falcons euthanized? Can we have them put down? They're sad. They make me sad. They're one in three. They're so talented, and they still can't do anything. I just want them – I want them gone. I want them done. Yeah, they're going to win this week, and I'm going to pick the Texans. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Texans, too. I can't, I can't take the Falcons right now. 
Yeah, I. Uh, they, the the Texans defense is good. So let's say let's say the Falcons go like four and twelve, which they're on pace to do. Uh, do they? What do they do? What do they do? I don't know. That's a good like, question. Quote unquote rebuild because they're pretty young on defense. You know, I think everyone agrees like Matt Ryan's not the problem, although he hasn't been playing well. I yeah. absolutely Dan Quinn gets fired. Um, it's not like you're like rebuilding to the point where you're getting rid of Julio Jones. Um, it's like he's got a lot of young talent on the team. And you know, that's the frustrating part is like you don't point to anything on that roster except for maybe the offensive line right now and be like, all right. They're really bad here. Yeah, I mean, it's... Super talented, and they still suck, which I guess is coaching. God. <laughs> Sorry, my wife is just uh, ruining my, my life in the background here. I thought she was going to do pull-ups. <laughs> um, sorry, that really distracted me. Um, I don't know what you do. I they Because they got rid of, like, a ton of their coaches – Except for Quinn, right? Yeah, yeah. Sarkeesian's gone. Who's their offensive coordinator right now? Uh, don't ask me questions. I don't know the answer to. Yeah, I, I feel like you give those guys time, but that's not how the NFL works. So. No, especially now. You need a offensive play calling genius. They had one in Kyle Shanahan and – the problem is head coach. everybody wants to be a head coach. Oh, Dirk, Dirk Cutter is their offensive coordinator again. Oh, that's right. That was he was the he was Tampa Bay's head coach, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was stupid. Very anonymous anonymous head coach. Dick Cutter, you bring him back. Yeah, I don't Dick know. Cutter. <laughs> uh okay, so we got uh the Bucks at the Saints. Jameis went off for four touchdowns last week, which means he's going to throw four picks this week. I uh, I kind of want to pick the Saints to lose because it feels like they're kind of riding a high after that, that Cowboys game. And, like, Bridgewater is going to cost them a game eventually, I feel. But I don't want to pick the Buccaneers to play well two weeks in a row either. Yeah, the Buccaneers have an actual defense to challenge them this week. <laughs> Uh, you would yeah. you should have said that about the Rams, but they 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 struggled, and sometimes that happens with the Wade Phillips defense. It'll happen from time to time, yeah, yeah. Um, especially when it's not as talented as it was in yeah. this last stop. Ah, man, I'm taking. I'll take the Saints. I'll take the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. All right. Take those Bucks. I'll take the Saints. I don't feel good about it because I totally agree that Teddy Bridgewater is playing just good enough for the Saints to yeah, barely win. Eventually that's going to yeah. – And he took a lot of bad sacks in that Cowboys game. Yeah. But I think New Orleans, their defense is, is actually really good. It is. So, Yeah, Probably give me the like Saints. The, the, the teens or the 20s. All right, Bills teens. at Titans. It is a rematch of uh, a game from 1999 <laughs> uh, that they're playing on NFL Network this weekend. The Kevin Dyson thing. That the was probably a forward Daniel. pass. Yes. Almost definitely a forward pass. Uh, it doesn't matter, though. 
So yeah, I'd be I'd be worried about Titans fans getting mad at me, but I know there are no Titans fans. So I'm taking it really depends on on who's playing quarterback for the Bills, I think. I think it's yeah. gonna be Barkley. Uh I'm gonna take the Titans. I'm gonna take the Titans. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Titans too. Yeah, I think that there's going to be a little air let out of uh, Buffalo's quick start, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's – I feel like Mariota's going to struggle against the Bills' defense, uh, but Tennessee also has that kind of defense that – whether it's Josh Allen or Barkley, it's, it's going to be an ugly game. It's going to be an ugly game that everybody – nobody pays attention to, but probably a lot of good football happens defensive football yeah which is not good football <laughs> okay so i take uh, we both take yeah. titans yeah we're taking the titans uh cardinals at Bengals. uh somebody's getting a win will unless well, a tie. well unless yeah, a tie. Maybe, not. maybe not i'm going for the cardinals to get their first Ooh. win i'm taking the Bengals. i took them on last week and they played just atrociously yeah, Andy Dalton will – You're he's probably going to play really well. Yeah, he'll uh, probably just have – you know, they're too – they've got enough players to, to, I don't know, pull one out against a team as crappy as the Cardinals. They are at home. I'm going to give – I'll, I'll stick home. with the Cardinals, though. Okay. Uh, Patriots at the W word Redskins. Uh, you, you did that wrong. Oh, did I, did I do that backwards? My bad. <laughs> um, um, all right, so the question here is, like, they put, they put in Dwayne Haskins last week against the Giants. He didn't play very well, although he didn't have anything going on around him either. So they're, they're not sure who they're going to play in this game, Case Keenum, Colt McCoy, or Haskins. I think you have to stick with Haskins, even though he's playing the best defense in the NFL. You know, he's, gotta, he's playing at home. Um, it's – really stupid to put him in in the first place if you're just going to be like, no, I don't have confidence in you against a good team. So we're going to put in someone else to to get hammered. Yeah, I, You have to keep Haskins. You have to. I say you play Haskins. I think a lot of people are like, Did Jay, is Jay Gruden sabotaging Dwayne Haskins by playing him? What, what no. the fucking world does that make sense? Like, Is the, is the what? Like the ninth or tenth? You mean the the Ninth first pick, round draft pick you you brought in to become the franchise quarterback? Like Fuck, letting him good. play, even even if he's got shitty guys around him. <laughs> if you're gonna be that guy, you got to do some impressive things. And exactly, you're not gonna do it on the side. Yeah. I don't know. I get sometimes QBs learn shit, but I don't know how playing a guy is sabotaging him. <laughs> It's like you're losing either way. It doesn't matter. What kind of fucking dick would Jay Gruden be? And he might be. I don't know. But I don't like, think he wanted Haskins in the first place, which uh, is the sign of a very poorly functioning franchise. Yeah. It's – Should sell – I mean – Even if he didn't want Haskins – so depressing at this point. He doesn't have his guy there. He's not a Case Keenum guy. He's not a Colt McCoy guy. He's got nobody. He has no. Really, is a Colt. He's like a big Colt McCoy guy. Oh, is he? Gruden, yeah. <laughs> Maybe because he's a Gruden, that makes. I'm just debating with myself at this point. Maybe, well, he is a Gruden. Maybe he's all in on Colt McCoy. Just wants to revive his career. Well, he would that's, never. Do yeah, that. that's the new first take. Is just you debating yourself. 
that would be a terrible show. Yeah, to think of the money you'd save. It's true. Or uh, I'll pick the Patriots here. And I think we're taking the Patriots. Taking the New England Patriots. Then we've got Ravens at Steelers. Steelers are back from the dead after beating a bullshit team. And as yeah. you, as Will wrote in the, the rundown here, can the Steelers keep up this bitch-ass offense? I don't think so. Not against a more confident team like the Ravens. No. Obviously, their defense played very badly, but I don't think they're going to play as badly as the, the Bengals did. Uh, this the Steelers is, running so much Wildcat is and they, almost yeah. as weird as – the only team Cowboys. that would be stranger to see would be the Patriots running a bunch of Wildcat. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the Steelers basically ran the Chiefs' offense uh, against the Bengals, um, although, you know, Mason Rudolph ran it a little better. Um, but, like, it artificially inflates completion percentage and, and a quarterback's stats because those all go to the quarterback when he, like, did the little flip to the guy in motion. Yeah. That's bullshit. Um, Rudolph he's, like, still 17 only had, for 18 at some point. Yeah, Rudolph still only had, like, two passes more than 10 yards. Right, which is the one same was, thing they did against the 49ers. One was a wide-open touchdown, and then the other was actually a really good play and throw by to Mason Garner. Rudolph. Yeah, maybe. But it might, it might also – I think it was a tight end. Uh, oh, yeah. It was Nick Vanette. It was also oh, a little right, lucky. It was That's a great right. play, but it was a little bit lucky. Um, yeah, Nick Vanette, who they traded for for some reason. I guess that's why. So they could beat the Bengals. Yep. <laughs> you had to, had to get that one. I'm okay. going to say – oh, man. But I'm they, taking the Ravens. I'm yeah, me it. too. I want the Ravens. Okay, Bears at the London Raiders. Oh, yeah, we kind of already talked about this. But yeah, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. We'll just pick the game. I'm going to take the Bears. Me too. Bears. Trubisky okay. uh, won't be playing, I don't think. Probably not. So we're going to see Chase Daniel again. Is there any difference? Probably not. No. Not too much. I mean, Trubisky's got a higher ceiling. Like, he can have bigger games, but he's also not going to, you know. If you're a Bears fan, you don't feel bad about Chase Daniel starting. No, not for a couple weeks. Like when Bubby Brister was there for the Broncos. Right. Right. <laughs> Segway, Broncos versus Chargers. <laughs> yep. Uh, Melvin Gordon is back and he'll probably start. Yes. Um, he was active last week. Yeah. Only because the Chargers, I don't think, had enough healthy players to to not activate him. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, because Justin Jackson was hurt. Austin Eckler, turns out he's pretty good. Still good. But I think they're a better team with Melvin Gordon. Gordon and Eckler, that's a great running back duo. Yep, so... The Broncos always beat the Chargers at least once. Just about. Um, are they going to do it here? Man. I can't pick them, but I, I still like – Is it in – is this game in L.A.? Yeah, but who cares? Who cares? Because the crowd's still going to be orange. No, I know, but I mean – It I is in I'd L.A. I feel a little better if it were a home game. I would too. Uh, the Broncos came in here last season and got the win, a very upset win, one of the Chargers' four losses on the year. I think the Broncos win. Yeah. We've got to keep picking them to win until they do. I we, think. Yeah, at this point, I'm not going to stop. We owe it to them. Yeah. This is a winnable game, and because it is, yeah, the Chargers are a team that's barely getting by with a ton of injuries. 
they really didn't play that well against the Dolphins last week. No, and, and I don't think Melvin Ingram's playing. Or uh, yeah, Melvin Ingram. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's, you that's only pretty... have Joey Bosa to deal with. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're missing obviously Derwin James, Hunter Henry, and uh, yeah. Oh, and another one is uh, Russell Okun is not going to play. It seems like. Yeah, he hasn't played all think. season. Yeah. Right? So that's a good opportunity for uh, Malik Reed on the other side to uh yeah the broncos are close they've been close to getting wins i think they're gonna get it that's the thing it's like they're, they're not known for team they're just they're like a they're a two and two team that's just fucked up um so yeah we're taking the broncos but yeah sure why not okay the other afternoon game is the packers of the cowboys this is a good game and we're not gonna be able to watch it because we have to watch our shitty team um these teams have played a lot of close games recently. Obviously, you had the Des Bryant game. You had the, the Jared Cook game. Right. Uh, another game after that that was also good. So, we're expecting a good game. Yeah, they're both 3-1, and one, right? <laughs> they're both 3-1. and one. Uh, Two quarterbacks are playing well. Um, I like it. Uh, two good offensive coordinators and Matt LaFleur. He's the head coach. I think he calls the plays. And Kellen Moore. Fuck. Huh. I'm picking the Cowboys. Yeah, I'll take the Cowboys too. And I don't want to. Don't want to. The Packers do have 10 days rest. That Mm. they do. That helps. The Jaguars I I just – I feel like the Cowboys are a better overall team. The Broncos have already played two teams this season that had 10 days rest. Yeah, that sucked. They lost to both of them. Barely. Late in the game. Uh, the Jags, I think that definitely played a factor. Um, but, yeah, I, off of that tangent, I'm going to take the Cowboys. Yeah, I feel like Zeke Elliott's primed for a, a game. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to do something. Okay, Colts at Chiefs, Sunday Night Football. This could just be a slaughter. Uh, could like be good, could be bad, could be a lot of things. Could be a lot of things, and that's what we say about most games. Uh, all I can say is, p- please, just Colts do something. Please do it. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close, closer game. And we should um, say the Chiefs, they should have lost that game in Detroit. <laughs> they really should have. They should have. Uh, uh, they're a tough team. Some questionable calls. Uh, Kenny Galladay probably should have had three touchdowns. Probably. And if he doesn't fumble – yeah, if he doesn't – you know, if they yeah, call they that got- correctly, Stafford fumbles on the next play. They had another play that probably should have been whistled dead. Uh, that what, who was it? Breland took back yep. for a touchdown. That no one, yeah, just didn't blow the whistle. It was a weird game. Whatever. If you're a Lions fan, you got to be pissed off about that game. But also encouraged, I guess. Yeah, and the I mean the Colts they played the Chiefs in the playoffs last year. Yep. With Andrew Luck, quarterback. But I think I think that benefits them going into this game, losing to the Raiders. Does not benefit them at all, but uh, no. But in a game without Ty Hilton, like like we said, they're pretty thin at wide receiver, especially without Devin Funches. Is Hilton even going to play? I think he's questionable. It's a quadriceps injury. Yeah. Well, you returned to practice, so that's a good sign. Good sign. Let's say let's, I'm going to take the Chiefs, but if Ty Hilton plays, I think the Colts have a chance to win. 
Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Chiefs as well. I, I don't like. Yeah, it's hard to win there. Late. It doesn't hurt. It hurts nobody more than Will to take the Chiefs. It really does. It really <laughs> does. And then all of a sudden, we might have a pretty good Monday night football game. Will we've got a pretty good game in Santa Clara. The Cleveland Browns are two and two at the three and out San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I was looking up tickets for this game. Uh, I was thinking about going. So. Please convince me why I should go or why I should not go. Uh, I vote you don't go because that means you will be less available to me. It's fair. It's a good point. <laughs> also, it is so inconvenient to get to that stadium. I know you know because you've been, I've there. been there. I've been there a couple times. I went there last last <clears throat> year. Um, yeah, there's no good way to get to it. No, no. You really have to take a train. You have to drive and you have to park and you have to take a train to the stadium and you have to walk. Yeah, they didn't really. You can't tailgate. There's no tailgating. Oh, really? Yeah. Not allowed to tailgate. Oh, that's stupid. It's bullshit. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I guess they want to force people to buy more of their shit inside. Is that probably? Wow. They don't want well, to well, clean well. up or anything. Yeah, Silicon Valley buttholes have ruined the 49ers. Candlestick was better. Um, that's all I have to say about that. Man, I don't know who to pick for this game, though. I'm taking the 49ers. So the thing about the Browns is we were down on we were up on them before the season, then we were down on them after the Titans game, then we were up on them after they beat the Jets, then we were down on them after they lost to the Rams. Now we're up on them again. Time to go down. And they're just a case study in overreactions. In the Time NFL. to go down on the Browns. Going down. That's fair. I think the Browns are going to be – I think they're going to finish this season strong. And I think it's going to be because of their early season struggles. So, I will pick the 49ers. Yeah, I, I just like – I like the 49ers uh, offense against the Browns defense. See, and I like the 49ers defense to prevent the Browns from scoring 40 points and from Nick yeah, Chubb. I probably won't do that. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think the Niners' defense a lot better than the Ravens. So yeah, good defensive line against a bad offensive line as well. Yeah, that's a big 49ers, mismatch. 49ers line and the and the Browns' offensive line. Cool. All right, so we're both taking the 49ers. All right, so your boy Big TP, keep yeah. track of those for us on Twitter at your boy Big TP. We'll, we will find a way to uh, to make it worth your while eventually. Yes, we appreciate you yeah. uh, so, tracking yeah, our if you picks. Wanna, if you want to like reach out to us or something, slide in the DMs. Uh, more than welcome. We'll figure something out. Uh, sorry, I just saw somebody <laughs> tweeted. <laughs> I was going to find your boy Big TP, and then somebody tweeted, uh, "At Brandon Perna is easily the worst. Doesn't even have a real sports talk job." And that that was in response to somebody who posted, who is the worst sports talk host in your city? Uh, he follows me, so I, I think it's it's a funny – he's trying to be funny, but it really just stuck me in the heart. Yeah, irony does not translate uh, on the computer. Yeah. Some other guy got me last night too, but he was just trying to be a dick. Chiefs fans. He – he compared my show to Brink on HBO. In that, uh, in that, that is bad, and nobody watches it. 
that is bad and nobody watches it. I think we get more viewers than Brink ever did on HBO. <laughs> I watched one episode of that. And it's like, it's a show you should like. It's got Tim Robbins and Jack Black, and it just sucked. Yeah. I don't think I... I think I tried to watch it once. But... Yeah, not great. Anyway, uh, that is how we end an episode of people saying mean things to me on Twitter, which doesn't happen that often, but... When no, it does, no. I take it personal, and I won't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we did it. Football. You did it. Football podcast has We've concluded. Done, done another football. Thanks for listening, guys and girls. One one girl. Yeah, at least my one. wife. Yeah, <laughs> we'll look for her cameo. Yep. Bye. <laughs>